0: You're doing pretty good. What play should I call now? Maybe corner three. Okay, corner three finals edition, baby. Game one in the books. That was that was sick. That was fucking sick. That's a good fucking win, man. Uh, man, this team's fucking awesome. This, team's, this team is resilient as hell. All game, I was pretty... I wasn't, like, mad at the performance. You know, I started out, you know, I with hitting those threes. It was pretty clear that there was some miscommunication defensively. So I was like, okay, okay. They're gonna clean that up eventually. And in the first quarter, uh, it, it felt like uh, they were kind of hanging around there, hanging around there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Uh, the uh, defense in the first half I thought was fine. I mean, listen, Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. He's gonna have those moments where he gets going. He's gonna have those moments where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know? <laughs> I mean, and most of those three to me, that was miscommunications. That was, you know, sloppy defense and I knew that was going to get cleaned up. It's the Celtics. They're going to clean that shit up. That's not, that's not their game. That's not, you know, what they do. They don't give teams easy looks like that. You know what I mean? So I wasn't like too worried about that. And the offense, I thought for them, for the most part, all game felt, felt good. It felt like they were getting good shots. It didn't feel like, uh, didn't feel like, you know, they're forcing anything really. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get to the fucking, the threes, but yeah, I thought, you know, overall, you know, that first half to me was fine. They, they ended up with a lead, a two point lead. I was pretty happy. The third quarter though, third quarter, like third quarter warriors are, are a thing. They have been a thing since 2015. They will always be a thing as long as Steph Curry's around. I don't know what kind of halftime speeches Steve Curry does, but these niggas always come out of the third quarter, just ready to fucking go to war their execution is always on point out of the halftime and when you're playing when you're playing the Warriors and I said this during the game all about weathering the fucking storm it's all about weathering the storm they're every they're going to go on runs no matter what team they're playing they you know a 14 to 2 run a 13 to Thirteen to one run, whatever it is, they're gonna go on those flurries because this is a really good two-way team. Always been that; they're going to be that as long as Draymond and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are around. Um, it's all about weathering and the storm, and I thought they did that. You know, they went up by fifteen or so, and then right you know right after the seas had a good response, a couple threes. Derrick White hit one, then got fouled at the end of the quarter. And that kind of set them up for the fourth. And shout out Jalen Brown, man. That guy was fantastic. He's been fantastic all playoffs, man. This guy's been a a monster. Not even. I'm not even gonna say a monster. He's just been a silent assassin, man. Anytime his team has needed a bucket, anytime they've, you know, looks like things are getting out of control. It's just get the ball to JB. He's gonna do his little dance he's going to get to his spots and he's going to get and he's going to get buckets i mean he's shooting like 60% in the fourth quarter in the playoffs he's he's just been fantastic man i mean there's just no more superlatives you can throw his way it's it's fantastic man i mean this is a guy i, I, I can't believe you know that there was kind of like a a disappointment about them last year in the playoffs They did not have Jalen Brown. Like, Jalen Brown is really fucking important, man. Like, there is no scenario in which Jalen Brown is not needed, not important on this basketball team. He is, you know, he's the second best player. I mean, yeah, I mean, guys, you know, Al Horford and Smart, you know, these guys are wicked important. And maybe better all around games, but it's just like the importance of having a guy next to your other guy that can get a bucket is so so big man you look at you go you look at the other side and and golden state there's no one other than Steph doing anything no one other than Steph was helping him out no one other than Steph could get a bucket on his defense and that's important that's 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 big that is in the final that's huge especially when you're playing great defenses and I don't I, I don't think you know I don't you know think JB is a guy that you know that couldn't have his own team or whatever. There's some talk about that, but whatever it is, you know, he is in his spot right now where he is a star in this role. In this role he is, you know, as as good as you can ask for. Guy who can go at all three levels, he hits pull ups, he's been on pull up threes. He's been a monster at the rim. He's been a monster in the mid range. His defense has been fantastic. He's averaging four assists about on the season. I'm sorry, uh, in this playoff run. Yeah, the turnovers haven't been great, but one thing I liked about him is his mindset. He said it after the game. You know, he's going to make mistakes. He's human. But at the end of the day, those mistakes are going to be. You know, born from trying to make something happen. And and that's obviously just, that's what you need. That's what you want out of a a number two. A guy who's going to try to make something happen. I appreciate that as a fan. I appreciate that as a, you know, an observer. Just a really good player. Really great player. Jason Tatum, though. We got to talk about Jason Tatum. Three for 17, bruh nah I'm just kidding that was a good game from Tate JT there's this clip going around on Twitter of uh, Bradley Beal talking to his uh, younger kids that he coaches his Bradley Beal elite team and the gist of it is he's telling these guys that you know if you want to get to that next spot if you want to get to that next level if you want to be a D1 star if you want to be a D1 player eventually get to the league and not, not all of these kids are going to, you know, realistically, not a all of these kids are going to be at that level. Realistically, not, some of these kids might not make it there. You know, best chance they have to get to that spot is to be a guy who can find a way to impact winning without scoring. Because as he said, none of them little kids are going to average 20 in the, in the, uh, in the college ranks. No, they're not going to average 20. So how do you stand out? How do you how do you become a player that is, you know, looked at as a guy who can go on an NBA team and make an impact? You have to do anything you can. And I thought that was kind of the, you know, that's kind of how Jason Tatum approached last night. Couldn't buy a fucking buck. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. You know, it didn't matter. He had a fucking fantastic game, man. And I think uh, the biggest the biggest point is he wasn't, you know, rushed. A lot of the times where JT and even Jalen Brown, they get in the uh, bad situations. You can tell they're just kind of rushing. They're just trying to get somewhere. And yeah, it's it's a mindset that I don't mind because those guys are aggressive. You always want them to be aggressive, but you want them to be patient. You want them to make the defense you know, tell you where they're at, you know, you wanna you wanna survey the floor. I thought that yeah, last night was yeah, sorry, I thought in game one, he just surveyed the floor perfectly, like 13 assists man, and it was just simple stuff. It's you know, the help comes, you get out quick. You know, you find Rob on roll into the basket really quick. You see Al Horford open for three, toss it to him. You see Al Horford open in the mid-range, get it to him make the extra pass you know what i mean You just do whatever is needed in that moment and in that moment they're loading up on you don't want you to beat them they're saying any of these other niggas is gonna beat us and you gotta say okay i'm I'm gonna make sure my other niggas get any you know get good shots they get them in rhythm they get the ball in the shooting pockets and guess what you know what i mean he was throwing pinpoint passes Guys are getting the ball in rhythm and knocking down shots. Love that game from him. That, that was a huge game. And on the Warrior side, bro, that's that sucks that you lose that kind of game, man. You can't lose a game where Jason Tatum shoots 3-for-17. I'm sorry, man. You can't lose that game. I don't care whatever Al Horford is shooting. I don't care what Derek White is shooting for the field. If Jason Tatum is shooting 3-for-17, you better make sure you win that fucking game, bro. You better make sure you win that fucking game. Yeah, you can talk about oh they're not gonna hit that many shots again, bro. But bro, the Celtics are shooting 40% on wide open threes. This playoffs. They're gonna knock down these shots. Especially when they get these in rhythm looks, man. It is just so evident when the Celtics move the ball and then they get two to th- two to three side-to-side dribble drive movements. And a guy gets the ball in rhythm, clean, set feet he's gonna knock down that shit bro that shit is at this point as money as it gets you know anybody on this team anybody tice hit a three Baton pritchard's a knockdown shooter al horford's a knockdown shooter Jalen brown's a knockdown shooter al horford knockdown shooter tatum knockdown shooter derrick white career 35% shooter that's average that means you leave him wide open he's probably gonna knock down at least 38% of that shit <laughs> so you know a bad shooter a really bad shooter probably a wide open three you're probably looking at like 35% on wide open threes you know so I'm talking you know but I'm talking like the fucking Jimmy Butler's <laughs> the, You know what I mean? The bad shooters. Derek White is a okay shooter. He is a a career average shooter with a good good form. You leave him wide open, bro. He's going to knock down that shit. He's going to knock down that shit. Marcus Smart. Leave him wide open. He's going to knock down that shit. I'm sorry. This guy's hit 11 threes in a game before. You can't be surprised when he knocks down three or four of them. Sorry. You can't. That's just bad coaching. Steve Kerr that's bad coaching that's not good coaching at some point you have to adjust the defense and maybe there maybe there's not a good answer you know I mean maybe there's not a good answer I personally I think people have been underrating the Celtics offense for months now I think you know this is a team that has two really good wing scorers for now also two pretty good passers okay and jason tatum is probably a very good passer at this point set up a lot of times when jt gets doubled to celtics and the celtics in the regular season 119 offensive rating that's elite offense that's the best offense in the league you double him he's going to find the right he's going to make the pass the other guys are going to make the right reads we have multiple guys all of, all everybody in the rotation except for rob can make can make a play off the dribble even grant grant can make plays off the dribble he can find the open man so this you know oh man why are these guys <laughs> hitting 43 almost because you're you're selling out versus Tatum and we have shooters all over the court that is that's why <laughs> For the last, you know, 40 or so, 20, 30 or so games, it's something for the number one offense in the league. This is not, this is, this is not a fluke. This is what was going on. They are really good. And yeah, you can say, oh, well, we'll just play Jason Taylor one-on-one. That's not the answer, because there's a reason you're doubling him. <laughs> there's a reason you're doubling him, because you don't want to play him one-on-one. People were like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's just play him one-on-one and deliver what happens. Well, you don't want coaches don't want to live what happens <laughs> because that's why they're doubling him <laughs> they're not doubling him just for shits and giggles, they're doubling him because he's one of the best scorers in basketball so I, I just so I just feel like this is gonna be a series where, where Golden State is gonna have to dig deep on offense and score the fucking basketball because defensively, I don't think they have uh, the, the personnel here, I just don't, their defense was so-so in the Playoffs, obviously they're number two in the regular season, but I just don't feel like they have the talent defensively to say, Alright, we'll just guard man up on Tatum. No, they don't. There's no one on this team that can say, Oh, I got him. I got him. I'm gonna lock that shit up. No. Who in Basketball said who in Basketball can guard Tatum one on one truly? Who? I don't know. Ben Simmons used to be pretty good at it. I don't think he can do it anymore. I think Tatum's got that cut to the point where one-on-one coverage is not an option versus him I just don't he's big he's fast he's strong great shooter all three levels you know so so mid-range but you're not gonna look you're not gonna be like oh Tatum's getting getting his. you know getting to the mid-range and shooting and be and be happy about him shooting those shots you know in rhythm you know so I, I just feel like that shit that Draymond and Steve Kerr was saying at the end of the game, like that's just weak. You, Dre, my nigga, you fucking garbage, man. You gotta hoop, bro, before you talk. I know you a hall of famer, but you gotta start hooping because this whole uh, backpack, you know, jump bush- jump shot shit you got going on ain't flying for the Celtics, dog. They want make you shoot that shit, man. You go, <laughs> you go ahead to score, nigga. Sorry. I think Clay was a little bit more re- respectful. The end of the night. Clay's a good dude, but you know, even Clay, man, he's gonna struggle too. This is not gonna be a fun series for him, bro. You gonna have to, you gonna have to get your shit out the mud too. They couldn't like, you know, them wide open floppy action, the wide open, uh, you know, shots you was versus for Denver, shots you was getting for Luca, and them. Oh, uh-uh, that's not happening here, dog. No, uh uh-uh, we got some fucking dogs over here. Uh-uh, like, oh, they god they're fighting through these fucking screens, dog. Mm-mm, it's not happening. So yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was really fucking, um, really cool. First win. Now listen, it's just one game. It's just one game. Obviously, this is a resilient. This is a battle tested. This is a dynasty. You're gonna have to make. you gonna have to beat these guys. They're just gonna fold. You know what I mean? But uh, I came into the series thinking this is a pretty good matchup for Boston, and I think the adjustments they made throughout the last game—you uh, know, the first game was pretty good. You know, uh, they started up pretty low on them those Curry screens, and Marcus he said, it, "You know, I mean, this is Miami guys. We you can't guard Steph Curry the way we were guarding." Uh, Duncan Robinson or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry. Like, this is different. This is different. Steph Curry, an uh, inch to Steph Curry is enough space. You got to crowd him. You have to get length on him. You know, and they and they really did. After the first quarter, he had, uh, I think it was 13 points, on five of 5 to 16. That's good defense, man. That's a really good defense. Like, they're not going to score enough if that's the kind of defense you're playing on Steph Curry. That's just bottom line you're playing that if you're getting him you know if you're if you're shutting that water off you're shutting the Steph Curry water off then then they're off it's cooked bro it's cooked uh Jordan Poole man talk about a guy who's probably not gonna have fun in this series that's like I said this is the this is different beast than Denver uh Memphis and um Dallas the Celtics are a different beast. To me, this is a, the Celtics are the best team in the league. Like I, I, I'm sorry. I don't understand why. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I feel like the Celtics are in that spot where they just have to do it for everybody to give them credit. They have to fucking win the championship for everybody to say, finally, this is the best team in the league. I've been saying this since fucking, I don't know, March. This is the best team in basketball. They've been the best team in basketball for, for, for you know the last three to four months. I don't understand. You know the numbers say they're the best team in basketball. They have been beating everybody's ass for the past four fucking months. Like the best team in basketball would. I don't understand. Whatever. But like I said, this is a different test. So like Jordan Pool, um, you. Yeah, he had a really good in Congress run, but uh, he was not gonna average 18 on 67 true shooter percentage in this series. That just wasn't gonna happen. He's not that good, Fucking, you know what I mean? Like, he's good, but he's not that good. I think Scalabrini said he's gonna be un- unplayable this series, and after watching last night, I might agree. We'll see. He might, uh, you know, they might find some way to get loose. I don't know. He just, the the, uh, the main thing is, uh, if the Celtics are cutting off the rim, you know, if, those, if they're cutting off the rim, if they're not getting those off-ball cuts, if they're not getting those, you know, slips off Curry screens or whatever, because you got two guys going to Curry and the guy, uh, you know, slips to the rim, if they're not getting those things, if they're not getting that kind of offense, then I'm not sure where the Warriors are getting offense. Where where is the offense coming from to win this series? Because Boston they're running their stuff clean. Like they're getting they're, they're getting what they wanna get. So you can say, Oh, you know, we're gonna, you know, make Al Horford beat us, but Al Horford is uh a really good offensive player. He's not Draymond fucking green. The Celtics are saying, Draymond Green, you're gonna have to beat us nigga. Like this is this is different. <laughs> I just, I can't express how different this series is going to be for Golden State than the Western Conference. Nothing, nothing they did, nothing they, no one they played in the Western Conference prepared them for this series. Whereas I felt like, uh, the, the Celtics and their path here, it prepared them for this task. You know, um, Kevin Durant is different than Steph, but guarding Kevin Durant, you have to have the same attention as guarding Steph Curry. In a sense. <laughs> In a sense. You know what I mean? But they did that. You know, they they, they stifled the greatest playoff scorer. Other than Mike and, and Braun. Of all time. They stifled him. They had. The, you know what I am mean? so I'm, I'm looking at this there, Like, if we can stifle KD, then I think we can probably do the same to stuff. And yeah, he had a, a great uh, first quarter. But after that, he was kind of cooked. He kind of looked like he was cooked. So... Jordan Poole, I don't understand where your offense is coming from, and if you're not getting buckets, then I don't see why you're playing. You know, Gary Payton might be a a good uh, adjustment in Game Two. Maybe I don't know. He, he's not really much of a scorer. I just feel like I just feel like uh, to score on the Celtics team, you have to have multiple elite scoring talents that can get it off the dribble on the court at all times i just that's just what i feel like because if you're not turning them over then you're not scoring on them in the half court if you're not beating them off the dribble you know if you're not getting that dribble penetration help's not coming they're staying home i just i just don't i don't see i don't see it their half court offensive rating was like 89 that's bad (laughs) (laughs) that's really bad for a team that was what at 100 before the series i think they were at like 100 something uh, before the series that's that's quite the drop off to me not even to me that's just mad that's a that's a pretty big drop off so we'll see yeah it's one game i I thought the way yudoka coach was fantastic i cracked my ass up i cracked i I cracked up when i was (laughs) reading that yahoo story where he was uh talk, talking about the, the speech <laughs> the speech he gave him before the fourth quarter he just said bro they're punking us is this is how you want to go out bro <laughs> like, this nigga is, is hilarious man I, I just i can't say enough about him uh, just like the, the straightforwardness is what i i really enjoy about udoka there's no sugarcoating anything it's just you know he says what he says because he's just trying to win basketball games he's not trying to protect your feelings he's just gonna say bro you need to be better like what are you doing right now (laughs) this is not this is not it (laughs) And you know like i think that's just a very uh productive way to coach basketball i do i think that's really productive i think uh you know as long as it's respectful he seems like he's respectful about it It, it's just you know it it never told a a disrespectful line it just is bro come on (laughs) you know I I think that's so the simplicity of it and there's obviously more that goes into it because he's obviously he and his staff obviously uh, are really good at game planning really good at you know adjusting on the fly they know you know they know their players they know basketball obviously but I think you know every coach in the league knows basketball they do every coach in the league knows it it's just how are you reaching your guys i think is the the main key here and i think he's kind of struck the just the right perfect core with this with this group like there's no other like there's no other coach right now that i feel like for this moment the southies would rather have than udoka and i think that is you know that's a credit to brad and the, uh the front office for you know picking him that's a credit to udoka for finding the right tone, and finding the right message to reach this group, and it's also a credit to the players for being receptive to this style. So I'm really excited for the series. It was a really good first game. These are really two, really two fucking good basketball teams. And I'm not, you know, downplaying the Warriors. I think you know they're gonna find a way. They're gonna find a way. It's the Warriors. But uh is that way gonna be sustainable? Because uh, I do feel like the Celtics, with this personnel, they have the counters for really anything. Looking at the Warriors' personnel, I just feel like it's like, okay, at, at a certain point, it might just be stuff we need 50. <laughs> you know, it might just be stuff we need 50. And, you know, you obviously know that Klay Thompson is going to have a game. Oh, I don't know. He might not, or he might. I mean, he probably will, you know? He's, he's capable of having those games where it's just no matter who's in his face, no matter what's going on, he's knocking down shit. You know what I mean? So... I'm not gonna look at this game and be like, oh, this series is gonna be easy. But I was a little perplexed at Golden State fans who were saying like, oh, you know, I don't have Rob, this one's gonna be easy for us. You know, they thought it was sweet, bro. This is this is not this is not sweet. I, I can tell you that but I can say one thing for certain, two things of sure. This shit ain't not gonna be sweet for you. <laughs> it's not gonna be sweet. That's the one thing I know is the Celtics are not gonna be sweet. It's not gonna be easy. This isn't, you know, LeBron and JR Smith. This is not gonna be a sweep. You know, got Kevin Durant right there. Kevin Durant not walking through that door. They haven't done this. They haven't done this without KD in a minute. <laughs> you know, they ain't they ain't won nothing without KD in a fucking minute, dog. So this ain't gonna be fucking sweet. You know what I mean? You have to. You got to. They're gonna have to get. I think the Warriors. The Warriors. They're gonna have to get this one out of the fucking mud. You know, this is, let's just be honest. This is not gonna be easy. And. The Celtics are gonna have to get this out of the mud too, but they've been getting that shit out of the mud all fucking playoffs, man. Two straight games, seven. They've been living in the mud. <laughs> they have never left the mud. They have not left the mud since the second round. So that's that's the one thing where I'm like, that's that's an advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, that's an advantage to them. They've been living in the mud. To me, I, I, I'm not gonna buy into the whole, you know, Warriors or Front Runners type of deal, but. A lot of the stuff to that in this dynasty for the warriors has come easy, come easy for them it's come easy for them so you know what this is not gonna this is not gonna be one of them things that come easy for them so i'm excited shout out to the finals amped up man that's a great fucking game al horford bro that guy is my fucking <laughs> my favorite selling man bro he's at this point al horford is like top three favorite Celtic. He is right up there with Paul and KG. As soon as he wins this trip, he is stamped going in the Raptors and the Raptors easy. And then aiming in the Hall of Fame too. That nigga is a beast, man. That, I, I was watching. I, I've never seen a guy more just like I'm getting this fucking championship. <laughs> I'm. Getting, I've never seen a guy like this, man. I've never seen this this kind of energy from a guy this deep in his career where this is like he's getting this fucking ring, you know? And kind at. It kind of felt like that with CP last uh, last year, and, and then he got to the finals, and it was like, "Damn, you're old." <laughs> like Drew Holiday's like, "Bro, you ain't getting this ring, dog." Sorry, <laughs> but Al Horford—he feels like I Horford feel like he's gonna he's gonna get this ring. So I can't wait for Sunday. It's just gonna be fire. Can't wait for the rest of the series. It's gonna be fire. Let's fucking go, C's. Let's get Banner eighteen hype. Thanks for listening. Let's go. Peace out.